three, two, one. Let's go! I'm the host of the PB Podcast, Troy Tittlemeyer, getting to sit down with Tad Wallace from UCS, man. It was super exciting. I learned a ton about his technology, and I'm super excited about that, which we will get into. But before... We get into that. It's Trunkline. Have you heard of the legendary Oilfield socks? They're perfect for stocking stuffers for Christmas, and they also have a product that allows you to put up your projects in a digital portfolio. It's kind of like your own little website, but you, it's, you don't have the fees of a website. You just hand it over like a business card. So when someone asks you, what do you do? What was your last job? You simply send them the link of this uh, trunkline.com and your project on the website, and they can see everything that you do, the pictures before and afters, your work showcase what you do and what you provide in a more efficient way when the bids that's what trunkline does and they sponsor the show and i appreciate that uh pbe podcast is always pushing forward we got a lot of things coming up pbe with uh with uh with the phd with pbe with skips new episode coming out on that uh the uh, south texas geologic society on december 15th doing a christmas party we're looking for sponsors. Uh, reach out to the South Texas Geologic Society to help continue to build and sustain this network of individuals that are putting together the effort and the new tech and applying new ideas to old areas where we're making a difference in the oil fields in South Texas. South Texas Geologic Society Christmas party. Tad Wallace, welcome to the PB Podcast, man. Thanks for doing the show. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, my man. <laughs> Make a quick introdu- introduction. Uh, Tad Wallace. Uh, Somehow found myself as the CEO of Universal Chemical Solutions, a uh, truly a just uh, oil and gas technology company focusing on uh, secondary recovery uh, in chemical technologies. Right on, man. Right on. What dropped out for me from this show is, is this idea that uh, new drilling is hard to come by. It's, it's risky, right? You're like one in three is your success rate, or certainly of a discovery well, mm-hmm. like, you know, stepping out. So it's risky. There's a lot of supply issues with drilling. There's a lot of money that goes into drilling. And then we, we step back, or at least I did in this show, and I thought, how many wells are in tier one acreage, or what we called tier one acreage, because they came on at 500,000 mm-hmm. barrels a day, and then they had this massive decline and now they're not doing so well and all this infill drilling's not working out so well. They're starting to go away from it. That's not working out so well. Hold on. Maybe we don't need to drill new wells and find new discoveries. Let's go figure out how to get the 95% of the oil that was left in place. Absolutely. Let's get it out of the freaking ground. You already got the well bore there. You already got mm-hmm. the casing, the purse. All those expenses are there. The frack was even put away. The sand, the prop in. All that's put away. You're connected. UCS is now coming in super efficient, one day, single shot, loading up the reservoir with a combination of propane, butane, surfactants, breaking down, changing things in the reservoir that seem mm-hmm. to have long term effect. I mean, your first Absolutely. shot was in February. You're seeing data still, an eight times increase in production from that decline. Absolutely. Decline curve mitigation, man, that's the future. Absolutely. I think uh, there's a, you asked how many wells are out there? Horizontal alone in, in Shell, there are 72,000 wells wow. that are underneath 20 barrels a day. These are wells that I IP to two, three, to 1,000, 1,200 barrels a day wells. 70,000? Uh, I, I read the other day 80% of all horizontal wells sit underneath 20 barrels a day. Oh my gosh. Yep. And see, so the people that actually put the money up to drill those and to get all that flush production back to pay off that and hopefully make a bunch of money, mm-hmm. they're most likely 
gone and it's now on some operator that's usually been sold to two or three times the big guys are out they've yep. made their money off the drill they made yep. their roi so now it's on the lex guy to figure out how to operate that 20 barrels a day at the cheapest he can per that's day that's right and now yep. there's some technology that exists there's some effort now coming out mm -hmm. that's going back into that 20 barrel a day and you're getting it back to 250 300 mm -hmm. things like that yeah um driving going directly after the problem that we know is there and attacking it honestly uh, we know water bound from the frack is an issue we use surfactant for it with no water we know lightning and, and being able to move hydrocarbons that are heavier propane can be miscible and lighten them up and move them yeah um, there's concept. now new yeah there's really cool thing now is the paraffin those are maybe being dropped out in the matrix right maybe heavier paraffins are falling out in the sand pack using uh -huh. propane as a, as a solvent that to uh, solubilize that that little clog of yeah. little oil can you imagine that shit's just plugging up everything and it's working <laughs> the, the technology's working yeah yeah i'm super excited for you man super happy for you and the team Thanks. i sound like i i feel like i know them because your personality you know how you talked about hung out a few times right yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no it's true i definitely know you uh yeah. and i i feel like your team though and and what you represent and what you guys are doing is I'm just happy for you guys, man. It sounds like a, a great, you. great group of people that are coming together that have each other's back. And during the hard times, it was hard, but during the good times, it's going to be good, man. It's, <laughs> We're it's, having fun right? now. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. You know, we also talked before about Kinfrack. Kinfrack. Mm -hmm. What an interesting idea. I always, yep. I was always attracted to this. Like, man, to frack better or to make more complexity in fractures near mm -hmm. wellbore and all that stuff in the in a tier one reservoir always intrigued me and i'm thinking man i think there's something there uh and now they've kind of done that they've kind of taken some advice because we've been talking to them you talk yeah. to them yep. and they go all right refract that sounds like a good idea so you get in there and you can frack this thing it's also mm -hmm. like a one day real quick yep. real efficient doesn't take a bunch of water Right, mm -hmm. it creates all this complexity, and then maybe you come behind it with UCS or something like that. There could be all, all kinds of things, right? I think the the big thing for Kinfrack and where they're at is really being able to to exhibit the ROI, the capital cost structure, right, mm -hmm. for the return. I think the hardest problem where the drill rig is nice is if you got pretty good area and where you're at, you can almost guarantee your ROI, right? If you got a good drilling program re-entering a well becomes a little different right you don't have the natural pressure that you had on the you know what i mean so it becomes right. different i just think that i really like what they're doing i think it's really really there i think the the question is now you gotta go do it right right, right. the for three and a half years i preached the theory of single shot and everyone was like, but idea. once you do it it becomes valid that's right and so so I think I think that there's something there. I really do. I think it's going to be how do we generate the ability to to do it and to and right. to, to uh, execute. What I found as a as a as a guy at a startup is is execution is ninety percent the game, but also ten percent actually execute. Right? It's hard to execute. Wow. Execution is is you can have the best ideas and the best theory, but if you can't get it to to task it doesn't yeah there's a thousand michael jordans walking the planet right wow. they just never got the opportunity to execute like jordan did wow that's the only thing i think about ken frack I, I i think about that i think about their tech a lot yeah man same mm -hmm. same yeah uh dude so a lot of things dropped out man but again like i just to reiterate um 
the the UCS team following along with what you're doing? How does someone do that? What's the most efficient way to to find out what's going on besides calling you and bugging you all day? Because yeah. you take a thousand calls, I'm sure. Yeah, we're taking more and more now <laughs> than we ever have. Yeah, it's getting busy. How, yeah. um, man, easiest way is. Uh, um, Step Energy, reach out to Step or reach out directly to anyone at UCS. We have our website, UCS, I think it's like dashus.com or quite honestly, the easiest way is LinkedIn. Yeah. Find me, find one of the staff, uh, Susan, Star, Dave Zabo, Kevin Lang, uh, Mike Murphy, our CFO. If you if you really want to get desperate, reach out to uh, him and he'll correlate over to you with us. Uh, usually me and Dave and Susan and Kevin are usually the ones that, that take over helping operators work through nice. and uh, no shit. so it's, it's kind of two things if uh, you have a small little gas condensate well we'd like to help you out and and step energy will be able to, to help out we'll provide service on a lot of the, the big stuff so yeah so when someone reaches out just a quick question and says you know if I found you on LinkedIn heard about you uh, what do you send them is there like flyers or bait? um yeah and, and honestly it really is a hey like like we're unique, man. It's really about relationships for us. So the first thing we do is we send them. We have one little flyer, two flyers, I think. Step Energy has them on their website. Okay. But really what we do, man, is the first thing I do is, hey, I kind of hear what you got to say. And then I set up a meeting with me and the team to talk. Because, right you know, the nice thing about what we do is it's all data points about a well. Right. As long as we all get along, we can exchange information, yeah. ideas, and it's straight to let's talk about the well. Right and if, you're, if your well show application, then, hey, yeah, we'll we dive deeper in. So the easiest way is just reach out to me. I'll, 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 I can have a two or three minute back and forth exchange where you're located at, what reservoirs, what kind of stuff. And by then I know 80% of what I can do to help out. Wow. Um, and then me and the team will tie in, we'll get on calls and start doing the zoom and everything else and exchanging data, do the NDAs and we'll, we'll help you figure out what's right or or wrong. We, we may make, there's been a couple of times we've had to tell uh, some operators, Hey, we like what you got. We think you got something, but the solutions that we, we work for, here they are and yeah. some 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 are positive in the capital structure some that we already know like yeah that will may just be dele- depleted yeah yeah that you got to know that reality mm-hmm. right? you got to be willing to say hey i don't want to take a gamble and i need to know truth and i i think our biggest thing is i see we say a lot of no's because of depletion we just tell people like hey man we yeah we understand you still got 40% of the oil down there but it's going to cost you you know 20% of that oil <laughs> to go to get, get that it. 40. Wow. It's right. the ROI. This episode is brought to you by Trunkline. You probably know Trunkline as the company that makes the legendary oil field horizontal drilling socks. And it's true. Our drill baby drill socks featuring a heel to toe wellbore are 100% American made and are designed right in the heart of the oil and gas industry. But did you know that Trunkline is also a revolutionary digital marketing tool that can transform the way you advertise your oil field services? For only $800 a month, you can showcase your company's project track record on Trunkline, and our automated platform will boost your exposure through social media, email marketing, SEO, and more. Now, whenever one of your new customers asks you, can you show me an example of your work? You can simply turn them to your trunk line portfolio. It's more effective than a brochure. It's less expensive than sponsoring a whole other golf course and easier than maintaining your website. Join more than 200 service companies on Trunkline by signing up at register.trunkline.com today. Let's go. 
And we are officially starting with okay. Conception <laughs> Park. Now, the PBE podcast, Mr. Tad Wallace, man. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start, man. Let's rock it back. Let's walk, rock it way back. How did you become Tad Wallace of UCS? But where did it all begin? Your parents, how did you even get in this industry? Major mentors along the way? Let's talk about it. Um, kind of an interesting background. Um, my dad uh, was military. So I grew up kind of around the world. Um, at a young age, constantly moving, different middle school, elementary, middle, high, never never went, made it through any school more than two years. Um, got out, graduated high school in North Texas, um, North Wichita Falls. Okay. Um, went in the military, did a little stint, uh, saw a little bit of a part of the world. Uh, Air Force. Yeah, Air, Air, Air Force, Force. Air Force. So that's San Antonio. Yeah, that's and, right. Right here in San Antonio. The, the, the school after mm-hmm. uh, boot camp is in is in Wichita, isn't it? Wichita um, Falls. Oh, well, my uh, my AFSC first tech school, Trek training, was in, in Wichita Falls. Dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, did you hear this story that the devil lives in the woods around Wichita Falls? Have you heard if this? there was woods in Wichita Falls, I would believe you. Oh. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> the devil lives there, but not in the woods. <laughs> Why? Oh, the trees. Is there trees? Are there mesquites? Oh, you're pushing it no, now, like, man. I'm, I'm, pushing my, I'm pushing my memory with the story, but my because my brother was in the Air Force, and he, mm-hmm. he went through that school. So, so now there's a, a Air Force school in Fort Lost in the woods, Missouri. and they no. Fort Leonard Wood. They call it Fort Leonard Wood. It's definitely Wichita so, Falls. Oh, if it's, well, the devil's just there. If you've been to Wichita <laughs> Falls. Now, what's unique, though, about us, up there is you know that's kind of the home to some of the the biggest oil fields out there um so it was weird coming back into texas for me i remember 16 years old driving my car in we're coming back to texas i'd been there when i was younger I lived in japan and around the world and i remember looking over i mean i was like 16 and looking over like oh shit these oil wells like fucking like where yeah. am i at again and yeah. Then the realization, like, holy crap, Berkmanette oil fields, North Texas oil fields are some of the most prolific oil fields out there. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, 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 that wasn't how it started. Went in the military, didn't even pay too attention to yeah. oil and gas. However, um, getting out of the military, both of my brothers were at Halliburton Special Services oh, out yeah. of Duncan. Oh, so yeah. most people that come from North Texas, Oklahoma area, right, you either went to college or you went to the University of Halliburton Frack School. Wow. And so my brothers did, um, kind of ended up in, in following in, in their realm, ended up at Sand Jail for a while and running uh, facilities with them. Um, then going over to a company called Gas Frack. And this is really where I would say the story starts as for the career I have now. Okay. This is really where it starts. Um, gas frack to me was the apple of the oil and gas industry. They were fracking with propane and butane, zero water on location, um, 24 hour daylight shifts, man, you only got to work during the daylight. Um, I, I took the job at gas frack because I, I saw a future that maybe one day they're going to rid us out of water in, in our fracturing programs. And uh, good, good foresight, yeah. I mean, I didn't take a fucking gamble, right? <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, went over there, spent three and a half, four years of just learning things I never 
What was your position? Like, where'd you start? So the position I came straight into was the U.S. logistics manager. So I came in day one running all the assets, movements of everything we had in the U.S., preparing for every frack, purchasing every drop what of sand, the, propane, butane, chemical the, business. That's that's where my starting point at gas frack was. Wow. I mean, and I'd already kind of worked up a little bit just in the in, in the world and was kind of trusted with, with my management and, and business acumen skills. Um, mind you, no university at this time. Um, uh, just kind of moved up. Did, but did a good you job. do something like logistics in the Air Force? Or no, not at all. Not at all. Huh. Uh, I uh, I had an interesting career in the Air Force. Uh, my original AFSC was in the uh, air conditioning, which ended uh, up leading huge to oil and gas background. What people won't tell you is if you have an air conditioning background, welcome to physics. Welcome <laughs> to thermodynamics. And uh, it, it played a big part. And uh, while in my time in the military, I uh, was attached to do some uh, special teams and do some certain things. And I got to see uh, um, quite a few places all over uh, post 9-11. So I went in the Air Force pre 9-11. And uh, 9-11 ended up being right around my graduation date of some tra wow. training. And I didn't uh, believe where my life would take me soon after that. So I went in for the college. Uh, I got the college 20 years later. But uh, wow. uh, yeah, ended up seeing a lot more of the world than uh, and underneath a much different premise. Well, so how long no. were you in the Air Force? I did four, five years, four five and a half. Years. Okay. Four and a half, five minutes. Man, it feels like it's been a whole other lifetime. It, gas, uh, uh, gas rack straight to gas rack? No, no. Uh, San Joe, okay. which was a, a, like a Halliburton. Okay. Yep. And uh, came up there, got kind of just figured my way out. Yeah. And That's where you started picking up on this logistics and management skills. Who taught you these management skills and logistics I, skills? I was it just pattern recognition. I just think, hey, I mean, just jump in the game and figure it out, right? That's, but I, I also had a pretty good acumen for organization to large scale. What I did at San Joe was organize large scale projects, multi million dollar facility projects, Jeez, builds. Um, so I'd already kind of worked my way up to have the trust level to be able to make these decisions. Yeah. And, and how to do it in a form that also recognizes a, a positive ROI. Um, so I still don't have a degree, just so we, we all know yeah, that. So yeah. I kind of, it's just all man hard work and being smart enough to, to recognize. But also I would say growing up around the world, man, had a huge part. When you grow up around the world, you have the ability to see that not everybody's ideas around you are the way the world works. And the oil and gas business is an industry that it needs outside perspective and people right. that'll do. And I think honestly, it's also really good business for ex-military folks right like Absolutely. once you get hey get up early go grab your boots don't talk shit and bitch and complain just go handle the job and yeah. take your check go home yeah. and build a, a a uniqueness of group of people and just along the way i just got lucky and was i guess uh slapped the sign on the top and just wasn't a dick you know and um i mean i, I think that speaks to what we're doing now i mean i'm surrounded by some of the best of the best in this industry most proven out professionals there are I'm still the one guy at the company with no college degree, yeah. <laughs> just freaking out. Know, I got crazy ideas that they they trust me with and they support <laughs> me with. And uh, but so yeah, the story. I just I just kind of figured my way out, like most people do, right? Like That's most right. people in the hands do is just, That's hey right. man, I, I I somebody asked me, hey, do you want to do a job? Literally, how I got to gas freck was is um, Dave Nicholas, who's a big mentor of mine. Um, um, what's his deal? What's, it's, what's uh, man, he, he, he built San Joe's whole frack division oh, from startup wow. Canada to everything. And he ended wow. up in Texas. Um, and, uh, he, one day he calls me up. He's kind of getting, you know, been at the company a long time. Changes yeah. were happening. He was time. Right? Yeah. And he was like, uh, Hey Tad, I, I'm going to go do this weird thing. No one's ever done it before. And pumping propane and butane, you want to 
I trust you, man. You want to come be my number two? Damn, I got. I run the U.S. I'll run the ops. You run the back. You you keep my back let's in safe, go. and uh, let's go learn together. And so I was like, you know, I'm single dude. Yeah, got a dog. Yeah, you know, and your mentor <laughs> is telling you, like, <laughs> yeah, let's like, go. and he's telling me, and I'm like, well, let's do this. And so uh, I jumped in, man. I went all in with him. Um, I I got thrown into a part of the business I never would have expected. I.e., diving deep into where losses were at. Where's our our finances being lost. Where are we losing money at? Why are we sending trucks to go uh, take one part when I just sent two trucks? Uh, just little things, right? Mm -hmm. That just any smart person that has a check checking account is trying to figure out where the leaks are at. Mm -hmm. So I came in straight into gas frack, started figuring out leaks financially, putting my own team together, uh, making some adjustments with staff, and and started building a, a I think a pretty good name that people trusted to work for me. And uh, luckily, that, that's kind of remained. And um, so, gas rack experience—that all happened from what year to what year? Oh shit, man! I'm getting bad on the years. Uh, Twelve. Oh wow. To, uh, no, maybe, maybe earlier, eleven to fourteen. Wow! Right before that next big crash. Yeah, we saw it coming. We, we definitely saw it coming. And Dave left, and 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 I actually was on an elk hunting trip when I made my decision to leave gas rack because uh, there were wow. some major changes. If you've, the business was a publicly traded company over leverage wow. or just smart things that business people saw. And we saw from the management side, like you, you can't sustain a business this way. Wow. Um, so at that point in time, uh, I got kind of poached per se, and I, I'm very thankful for the poaching, um, <laughs> uh, to a company called, uh, sin oil, which was uh, CEO by John Edwards and, uh, co with uh, Dr. Sean Mesher. Um, man, it was an incredible experience. It's my first time in sales. I've never done sales before. So I come straight out the gate into running the whole sales thing for the wow. U.S. And I sold a hydrocarbon-based fluid system. So here I had all this experience with propane and butane and how uh -huh. to frack wells and uh -huh. the science going on between it. I leave there to go say, how can we drilling muds and starting to get deeper into hydrocarbon-based fluids and what, what benefits and non-benefits and, and learning the business of that. And um, along the way, Sean Mesher, who's the, the chemist, um, that figured out how to gel propane and butane because to frack with uh, propane and butane, any liquid, you need viscosity to suspend the sand, right? Mm -hmm. Well, propane and butane is, is half as thick. I mean, it's beyond thin. It's the Pacific gravity is 0.78 compared to water, right? So right. this is very thin fluid. So to viscosify it, you needed a chemical system. So he built the polymer system to gel propane and butane. To gel it, to yeah. make the propane and butane viscosify, connect like jello, and act as like a carrier, a new one thing. It's two things. Well, no, it was already just this thing of one same fluid, just the, the, the molecules like this is just they're linear, right? And so, what he figured out is how to start stacking them so that they can build and viscosify. So, taking LPG and being a fluid, like think you're pouring water and then you pour a little jello packet in it and mm -hmm. it thickens up, think mm -hmm. that's what he did. He figured out how to get that chemistry to thicken propane and butane up, how to make it thick. And um, wow. yeah, very smart guy, man. Super cool dude, too. Man, taught me a shit ton. Um, and I spent uh, three years with him, learning from him as, a, as my PhD professor in chemistry before I ever went to school. What was the name of this one? This, uh, this is Sin Oil. Sin Oil. So this yep. gas frack's already kind of... In, in my past, yep. Uh, no, it was still going. Okay. I, I, I was actually still going. I had left it and I just saw that, hey, there's no way we could sustain. Yeah. I went to Sinoil. Sinoil was another Canadian uh, operated company and uh, messing and, with hydrocarbon mm -hmm. based fluids. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, it was one of the smartest moves. John Edwards uh, 
him and his team up there, man, they, they built a pretty cool business selling drilling muds and fracturing base fluids, hydrocarbon fluids. Let's go. And uh, so, yeah, the whole time for me from the, that's why I say the story really starts at gas, right? Yeah. Or leaving San Joe with Dave Nicholas saying, hey, dude, let's go. Let's yeah. leave this place and let's do something wild and radical. And, um, yeah, we took off along that road. And, shit, two weeks ago, excuse me, pumped uh, 4,000 barrels of propane and butane of now my idea down a well. So it all starting to wrap around. So the, the story probably starts for me of how I ended up as a CEO of Universal Chemical. Yeah. Starts with... Uh, a whole lot of risk moves and yeah. taking jobs that everyone thought I was stupid. You could imagine when you tell people, I'm going to go frack a well of propane and butane. They're like, you're going to blow yourself up and die. <laughs> like, I think I fit the bill for, for many people. They thought that was going to happen. And so, uh, yeah, I went to Sin Oil. And then um, as at Sin Oil, 2018, okay. um, I've, I've been working a lot for them and building a new business line. And they just decided it was hard times in the oil business, right? We're out of the U.S. market. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so what do I do? So I started, uh, I made a move to take over their operation and and went to go do a a pretty big deal and had it all lined down, paperworked up. Mm -hmm. And uh, the day before we took over the operations, it was was shut down on some some business in the past that hadn't been resolved yet. And so with that, it was like, well, I'm already working for myself and all my money's already gone, so what do I do? And I went all in on building and working for myself as universal chemical, building uh, chemical systems and patenting them. And that's kind of how we came about with, with where we're at now with step energy service and everything else. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> right on. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, if that makes sense, I don't know if that's good or bad, but <laughs> freaking awesome. That's nah, really cool. So yeah. So it just kind of went from there and then, um, you know, I had this crazy idea I've always had for years to pump propane and butane to not frack a well, but to enhance the oil or repair the, the damage done from a frack. Now this rocks it back to you going back to school and learning something yeah. like this? Yeah, that's, okay. that's when I decided like, oh shit, I should go to school. So 18, I have no job, I have no nothing, right? Everything is gone, I'm living in an RV. Wow, and, where, uh, where are you at? Oh, wherever they'll let me park for as long <laughs> as I can afford. Like it wasn't long anywhere. I mean, wow. I think a few months here, a few months there. Wow. Um, uh, funny story, we're in downtown San Antonio, right? I started yeah. taking uh, classes down here at SAC, uh, San Antonio Community College. Nice. Right? So just right down the street, um, you know, I bailed right into college instead of taking all the entry classes. I dove right into all the classes. The, the teachers that don't take the hard chemistries and the mass and the, mm-hmm. the cow, the cows and dove in head first for two years. But, uh, two years in a professor, uh, in, uh, chemistry class and, uh, organic chem, as most people know, is oh, a bitch. Yes, yeah. Is. Um, he started talking about how you can make uh, propane and, and water kind of want to react with each other. And when I was at Gas Frack, we fracked a well in Colorado in the DJ. I mean, no, I'm sorry, in the Niobrara. I believe it was Niobrara. Okay. And uh, drilled with oil-based mud mm-hmm. and fracked with propane and butane. But this well made more water when it kicked on than it, anyone could imagine. Where the water come from, mm. right? There should be no water down there. So I always had something stuck in my mind, like, man, we, we just pumped a lot of pressure and a lot of rate past uh, something to energize it. it. It lifted water before the gas came on. It ended up being a very prolific good well. Um, so that always was a set off an inquisitive part. Like, what happened down there? Right? How did, mm-hmm. how did like, they wrote it off in the first six weeks as a water well? Yeah. And then by the week eight, 
she came on. Yeah. And um, it unloaded. Where did this water come from? And uh, so I always had this idea. And this professor has this thing. Hey, look, man, if you use pressure and rate and uh, energized fluid, you can, you can make some radical things happen. And you can move water from what maybe like clays that were stuck, water-bound water. clays. Water-bound. Yeah, to clays. And, to the rocks. Mm-hmm. You and, freed that water up yep. by energizing it with you propanated by by friction and rate right by as that fluid that very 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 dry propane and butane propane is what again it's not it's methane ch4 propane is c3 c3 so three carbons right i think it's c3 uh eight hydrocarbons c3 and then uh, uh butane is c4 right it's uh so they're, they're just lpgs right liquid propane gas and so they're very dry Right, they're absolutely dry fluids. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you run a very dry fluid through pressure and rate, right, you can energize and create charges. And one thing we're working now is is, is diving deeper into that, right? No, we're using surfactants in our systems and things like that. Nice. Um, so that's why I, I saw these things happen in up on this job in Colorado, and it, that's essentially what inspired me to go back to university. Wow. The professor talks about, hey, dude, this is pretty cool. And I said, I'm done. <laughs> and uh, literally, I shook his hand. I spent about an hour with him after the class. He told me I was radically crazy, but a cool idea. Yeah. Um, of course, he had no understanding of fracturing. And like he didn't have, you know, he didn't have my background and understanding. Right. And he just said, well, you know, it makes sense. And um, uh, I got a phone call uh, literally a few weeks later after this this situation from a guy that was trying to pump propane and butane to do some other things. And they just heard about me and said, Hey, we know you used to do this yeah. at gas, right? Can you help us? And I started hearing their idea and I was like, well, your idea is off. You got this problem, this problem, this problem you have to deal with. When you frack a, a horizontal Eagleford well or really any well, you're only going to return about 60% of your initial frack water. Okay. So if you just try to go fill the reservoir up without dealing with the water, you got a problem. Right, three percent clay, as you know, you're a geologist. It doesn't take three take very much clay with a lot of water and, and no perm and nano Darcy perm uh-huh. to plug her it up, right, right, and kill the well. And so we started uh, looking at how we can use propane and butane reentry, uh, adding a surfactant and certain other chemistries to help unrelease and unblock that water, all while being miscible with the oils around us. Right, uh, propane and butane are are miscible with uh, reservoir fluids usually around five to 700 pounds of pressure. So as long as you got static head on your pipe going into any reservoir, you're pretty much above um, that miscibility pressure. Wow. And we've kind of, we've, we haven't kind of, we've truly proven that up over the last uh, probably year. We've got, uh, I think 12 now underneath our belt and every single one uh, miscibility has occurred. We can, we can trend it out. We're seeing uh, the water come back. Um, Missibility and immissibility. Mm-hmm. Missibility is, com- is two fluids that combine. You can use pressure and, and fluid. Think about taking like a red Kool-Aid and blue Kool-Aid and putting them together. You get uh, purple Kool-Aid. Okay. Perfectly, you know, it's, it's symmetrical. The, the fluids equal all throughout the column, right? Immissible is when two fluids don't want to be kept as one. Oil and water. That's right. So by using a missible fluid that's much lighter... You can go to like a 38 gravity oil and put in propane and butane and turn it to a 43 degree oil and make it move. Mm. And so that's really what we do. We built this idea. The idea turned into a patent. 
and uh we you have a patent or it's patent pending it's it's pending yeah we're, we're through the second phase we're on that very last part that everyone knows is like that's the thumbs up part but yeah um yeah and um we licensed that whole idea uh, over to step energy services and uh, of course, they're based out of Calgary. Uh, full frat crew, coil tubing. I think they have wireline. I think they have a that they're operating in the in Colorado, Calgary, Oklahoma, all over step. Texas. Yeah, step. Hell yeah. And um, so uh, recently, we went and did a big job for a large operator in the Eagleford. I'm doing single shot. What our technology is, and uh, so far, man, in seven days, we've. We've hit home runs. <laughs> Talk to me about the setup of that. You, you're obviously, you know, this radical story. Uh, you got this <laughs> different ideas, and you got this operator who's like obviously intrigued enough to say, "Hey, let's have a meeting. Like, start there. Start with the first meeting, and then get us to like the job." Mm. Like, how yeah. So it really starts off with first and all understanding that everyone right now in the oil and gas industry is trying to figure out what do we do with these horizontal wells that are. We have all this massive reserve down there. 94% of the oil is still in the ground on these yep. shale wells, right? Yep. How do we maximize this? So all it starts right. off with, hey, what do we do? Our solution to it is single shot, which is run, let's run propane and butane with diversion and diverters and start using this solvent, right? Propane and butane is a great solvent, like a brake cleaner. It's, it, it's, it is the best. Um, butane's in, like your brake cleaners and things. Okay, um, nice. It's a great solvent. Yeah. And um, so we are like, well, let's use that and use diversion and these other chemistries and go in and go down a lateral and help open it up. And you can see in this last pump job, as we drop diverter, we're gaining pressure. So more and more, we're, we're putting fluid into fluid into areas that we're probably no longer producing or contributing yeah. because that higher pressure means that they also, that perf also needs more pressure to push into. So essentially single shot turns into an EOR program that has many, many parts to it, i.e., you know, we can go help use a surfactant to remove water, right? We can remediate wax paraffin damage. Oh, we can nice. put uh, wax crystal modifiers deep into the reservoir. And, and manage that. Right now we're watching some of the, the oils coming back and we'll see in the same wax content, but we're keeping it 100% in solution. So instead wow. of falling out in the tubing, yeah. you know, and- It's making and, it to surface and then falling out? Uh, no, it's, it's falling out past cells, right? It's by, by wow. um, applying chemistry in the right way, you would rather apply your chemistries in the reservoir. so where it has the most impact. Well, it's, yeah, it's the only way to get to that ultimate recovery. Absolutely. So, and you can't do a, like a lot of guys are doing like water surfactant jobs and they're nice. The price tag's cheap, but you're really using water to chase water. So what are they, they're doing kind of a single shot, but they're using a, a water-based deal? Yeah, they're using water. And it just, to me, the logic never made sense why use water to chase water. I mean, it, it well, the, the price tag. The price tag is that, you know. The price tag. It's kind of like a, a water flood, if you will. Well, kind of uh, some of them are well. doing that, right? Like what our what our technology is, we just go into the well. The, the well we inject in is the well we produce from. Um, a lot of those guys are doing the same thing, going into a well that inject into one well to produce from that same well. Uh -huh. um, but what makes single shot absolutely kind of unique and what's kind of set it off in its own you know, patentable place is the fact that we're using hydrocarbon based fluids. I can use condensates, right? So I'm taking $15 fluid right now, shoving it in the ground and returning it at $75 uh, fluid but through miscibility. I'm able to pick up them higher ends and use that condensate. Such an interesting so concept. just understanding how, how molecules work and these hydrocarbons yeah. want to work. Right. Um, 
Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about the, the chemistry class and what, what, what's going on. What's the, the chemistry and physics of, of propane and water reacting? What's going on there? Well, I mean, so it's always been my theory, right? And it's, we're, we're, we're digging deeper into it because every job we do, we keep seeing oh, these, these results that through surfactant alone, surfactant, you can attribute a, a large percentage of maybe some of it, right? But there's, there's certain things that we're seeing that are alluding more to my theory, which was um, underneath given pressure and rate, which would be friction, right? That rate that the fluid's going by, that, that clay molecule, using that pressure and that friction to radicalize off and charge and recharge a secondary hydrogen on your H2O molecule. I, I believe, and, and I think there's some science out there to back it, and, and we're doing more into it, that using a very dry fluid, right? It's very dry, and when you pass anything dry, you'll get a static charge. And how you can start using dry fluids and what we're doing to break that bond. And by dropping that second hydrogen, drops the water from the, the clay, right? And it lets it be able to break its bond from the clay. And wow. then you leave a surfactant behind it. So as the surfactant can step in between the place of that water and that clay molecule, it's going to make that water much more slippery and slide right off the rock. Interesting. So, and wow. it was really just something that we saw at the DJ, though, right? There's a lot of jobs that we've done now. Even gas frack did while, while they're pumping history. There were a lot of things that we saw and a lot of data. that goes, so something's off here. Something We're yeah. learning something that we don't know we're learning. <laughs> yeah. And that's really where I stepped in and, and was like, hey, what is going on? And yeah. let me go back to school. I'm not saying I learned anything that I didn't already know, but I, I started understanding how the dots connected. Yeah. Right. And the more yeah. and more when I was like, so you telling me you just need certain rate and friction? Well, I know where there's a lot of water and I know there's a lot of rock and I know how to get a lot of rate <laughs> to get a lot of friction and give me 15 barrels a minute. You know, I, I, I'll get you some Freaking friction. Cool, man. That so, is really cool. So it's it's a it's a theory inside our patent that, that that's been written. It's it's a theory that I've kind of cultivated myself. Yeah. Um, I've I've talked to quite a few people on it. The uh, the smarter people than me, the PhDs in universities and stuff. They they, uh, intrig- they lean forward. They they do lean forward, um, especially when you put a little bit of data, that's right? right? Like you can explain certain things, but like like we're seeing water that like is specifically frac water that's been in the ground for five years. We're seeing that come back, coming back to the the surface now. So you have you have uh, <laughs> elemental chemistry from from before and after, and you're looking at all the yeah. We we we're looking at the water before the job. Yeah. So we're sampling it, and then we look at the water as a job is post job. Yeah. So we're able to see chlorides and things like that changing, right. and we're able to see that we're actually re- bringing back fractured water, water that was left unrecovered from the frac. The frac literally like. The water got bound to the clays mm-hmm. in the, in the frack. And, well, and, and even as that reservoir draws down pressure, right, you have that big frack wing out here, right? And that's why when you look at, like, efficiency on frack links, you'll usually see water frack links are only about 50 to 30% effective because wow. most of that water gets bound back here. So if you have that water bound, you trap per- perm. You kill perm, you kill flow, you kill production, right? So if you have the ability to get through one of the new technologies that's honestly I can kind of talk to you about I ain't told nobody about we're we're excited to roll out in the first of January as a new company of ours through some of this is we even learned how to remove gas condensate hmm. right and 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 all these these things that we've learned as a tech company UCS how to use propane and butane can you, you can use it to remove water that's pretty cool if you can also make miscible with oil you get more oil back and you're recovering the fluid you put down the ground 
That's right? really cool. So what's nice about our system is we're recovering the fluid we put in. So if you put in 4,000 barrels, right, not only are we going to make you 4,000 that we pump in, we're getting much longer uh, uh, incremental oil for a prolonged time period. And uh, with this new system, we're able to go into use propane and butane to unlock gas condensate. And that's a whole new thing for Step Energy and us to be to be really partnered and to be happy about. With so there's there's oil and there's gas and there's an in between called gas condensate. Yeah, that's the pivotal part in a gas well, yeah, or oil well that shifts to a gas well, yeah. Um, so what that is is you have wet gas that as it uh, like the heavy gases. Mm-hmm. It's not methane. Pu- that's uh, right. It's probe. heavy. It's, it, heavy it's, it's what we call wet gas almost, right? It's got a lot of condensates being produced and it drop out once it hits a separator. That, that condensate, when it drops out in the, in the well as it's flowing up, over time there's less pressure to keep it so it, it starts to drop out to the, the reservoir and it impedes the gas flow. And what we've learned with Step Energy and some of the work we've done is Step would be able to come into, let's say, a Haynesville, a big horizontal gas well that... Man, it IP'd in the millions a day. Yeah. Had good oil to it, right? Making good oil, but it was a, a killer gas. Well, and over time, you could see the gas, uh, the oil not being lifted anymore. And you yeah. saw the gas get, being killed every time the oil went down, the gas came down. What that tells you is you have all the gas there, but it's getting blocked. And all of a sudden, you'll get a surge, right? Oil and the gas will come up and whatnot. Interesting. Going into a shell well where you know you have this gas lock all the way around the well, all the way down it, Step can now go in with propane, send a little bit down hole, send a, uh, some diverter, and just start moving all that condensate. When you return it, you'll get a big slug of oil, and we've seen this numerous times now, and then you get, uh, you're back to your IP on your production and gas. Essentially, it's, you're making conductivity past the blockage, right? And by using a... a Immiscible fluid like propane, you're able to make the oil, the condensate lighter, right? Making it now drive to the well bore, lift, get the condensate out the way, got the gas flow. You've now restored your your perm to your well bore. Wow. All, all through propane and butane. And there's thousands of wells that are sitting there waiting for that next surge. That oh, there's more of them flow. in the world than there are of wells that are producing. When you go look at even like, I know we had a discussion earlier today, and I'll, I'll talk about it on there, is just the orphan orphan wells, right? Yeah. When you start looking at most of these orphan wells, man, what, what's really wrong with them, right? You yeah. start looking at the production charts, you'll see their gas locked, their condensate locked. And no one has figured that out really. And I, I kind of want to tilt my hat and say me and my team figured it out. We found a low cost metric with a high ROI to treat gas condensate. And we're, we're five for five now. So we, we, so we, in, in different basins and wow. different rock, we've now shown that it's, Let's it's repeatable. Go. It's repeatable. Go. Man, that's awesome, dude. That's, that's mm. awesome to hear. <laughs> uh, okay. So take me back to, uh, this last job. You kind of got them set up. They get the idea. They get the concept. You, you've got some proven results in other mm-hmm. areas. They want to try it. Yep. What exactly needs to happen logistically? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that that's the that's where the fun comes in, right? Um, <laughs> so the first thing that will come out is like a regular frat crew. You're gonna need fluid. So they have these big bulkers or 500 barrel big tanks. Big. Think about them as a big propane tank for your grill. Wow. Um, so on this last job, we had eight of those, which is 4,000 barrels. Holy shit! How uh, much each one of those things cost? Ah, uh, they're expensive, man. <laughs> I, I I can only imagine what Step has into them. I know brand new when I was at Gas Frack, we were paying close to about half a mil Jeez. to 700 grand. And that's just a the trailer. Jeez. They're huge, huge tanks. You can't move them when they have fluid in them. They're, they're, they're monstrous tanks. And uh, so, like a frack tank, 
but they hold propane and butane. So it has to be under pressure, right? Because uh, propane and butane is always under pressure. Is that like a hazardous deal? They're driving around under pressure like that? No, because when you drive them, you go ahead and vent off the pressure. It's only when you start loading them, uh, you build the pressure. I see. I right? See. So let's yeah. say you load a 200 barrels into a 500 barrel tank. That propane's going to expand to a point, right? Because it's going to go from a liquid to a gas. Okay. Right? So that, that little bit of gas, and there's going to help keep the rest of it liquid. Just like in your propane tank in your, your okay. gas grill. Yeah. Okay. Right? If you shake your gas grill, the bottom's full of liquid. Yeah. Right? The top's all the gas. And uh, so same thing. So they just blow them down. And then we uh, saw on this well, we had 21 trucks of, uh, yeah, yeah, 65% uh, butane, 35% propane delivered. Oh, that's and the ratio? That's the... That was the ratio on this well. Okay. On, and we picked so that. mess with that, right? Yeah, we adjust that ratio based on what we're doing. So if it's a gas condensate well, we're going to probably go... 80% propane, 20% butane, because we want to use the lightest molecules that we can to lift the lightest fluid. And why right. not methane? Uh, methane's too hard to deal with, man. Get, uh, get truck methane, deal with methane. Pressures are outrageous. Um, I see. Yeah, it's yeah. more hydrogen. It's like more... Well, it, it wants to separate, right? It just it's, it's gaseous. You can't get it to liquid or it's a pain in the I ass. See. And if I you're see. out there in the field dealing with it, I can deal with propane and butane on surface at 140 pounds. No problem. Yeah. When you start talking methane, ethane, and stuff, you're talking high pressure, specialized tanks just to drive it out there, wow. right? You'd have to build specialty equipment just to hold it, because I think it, I think it sits at like 400, 500 pounds wow. static, right? Wow. So you can imagine just the I dealing see. with it. I see. Um, so but yeah, cool. I got you. Yeah. So they come in. They 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 load up all the tanks. Uh, you could uh, imagine a regular frack fleet coming in. They'll lay a missile down, right? They'll have two or three pumps tied in. Uh, to the missile. What's a missile? A missile is your your frack uh, iron that goes from your pump, your pumps, so it supplies your ah, suction in and your and your high pressure in to your tree. Okay. Yeah, to the I top see. of your crown. And uh, so they'll tie in. And the nice thing is, Step has um, thermal cameras. They're looking constantly for leaks. We use thermal cameras at every joint. Every pump in wow. has has the cameras. So there's the safety on these jobs amped up just as much as the risk reward is. So there's a lot more safety than you would ever see on a regular yeah. frag job. Well, and it's, it's, I feel like it's safety, but it's also efficiency. Like if you, yeah, absolutely. You're losing efficiency and you're be becoming less safe. If you got leaks. A a absolutely. And if you got, you got leaks with propane and butane, you got bomb, right? Like, like <laughs> shit goes bad. Right. And, uh, I'm so you can't have leaks. Break, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it, it is a no smoking location. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it's, uh, it, it, it it's interesting, you know, I tell people and they, they get all freaked out and like, oh shit, this could be dangerous. I said, look, man, if you're tight, you're tight. If your joints are tight and you got all your pressure test tight, liquid's liquid. Pumps don't seem no different. That pump doesn't know water. It doesn't know propane. It doesn't know butane. It just sees liquid. So as long as you're tight, you're tight. And so far we've been pretty, pretty good, man. Uh, I, I, since I've been involved with propane and butane, I've never had any catastrophic release. I've never had anything go on and just that a human being was hurt outside of the regular fracking a guy hit his hand with a hammer okay you know right. but but when it comes to the fluid system no we've it's a, it's a completely safe fluid system especially when you right. took the additives at the safety thermal imaging cameras right um jules thompson effect right so liquid propane gets to a uh, exit point it automatically is going to convert to a gas and in that transition right you see a major cooling point Mm. Right, so you can see use these thermal cameras to go up and down your iron, your joints, and you're, all you're looking for is looking for the blue cool spots. Yeah, you don't care about the heat, right? We know we're good on the the pumping's <laughs> gonna get hot, but we're looking for cold spots, 
And so it's a much different theory, but it's much more safer, right? No human beings are in there. So if let's say we is a leak is spotted, right? No human beings are going to go anywhere near it. We can go in, we can go start slowly killing equipment, shutting in valves remotely, bringing all the, uh, you know, sense it down, fantastic. Clear, clear the surface uh, to a flare. Like Fesco, Fesco's a, a, a big, big uh, like partner for us. Essentially, uh, they've been around, man, like 70, 80 years. One of the best uh, servicing companies around and, and labs. And Dr. Lau and his team do all of our, our testing. But uh, Fesco catches it on surface. So they have all their flare, uh, flowback team out there that if we have a kick on location or something happens, they're there ready to catch it and, wow. and safely deal with it. Wow. It's a very safe system. Um, though so many people get freaked out with propane oh, abuse. Yeah, it's uh, kind of unknown. All right, you're now at a wellhead. You got all your equipment there. You guys are all on location. They're putting in how much money to pull off this job? <sighs> I think this one will come in right at around all in three ninety five, probably about three hundred. About four hundred grand. Yep. And you're there for how long? That job starts one day. Wow. One day. So. Uh, uh, we get the pumps fired up by nine, flew it in by four, purged down. I'm my ass is headed off location by noon, and so is the equipment. I mean, not by noon, but by five in the afternoon. Wow! Yeah. And you pumped all those tanks in the eight Done. tanks that you had. Done. Wow! Yeah, a friction and rate, right? So we're getting right, fourteen, so fifteen barrels a minute, four or five thousand pounds of pressure on surface. Before that one day single shot IOR, 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 yeah, IOR, IOR, that step puts together, uh, brought to you by UCS's patented technology. Mm -hmm. They have to pull the well, right? They have to pull everything out. Mm -mm. It no. goes right down the tubing. So we did this job down the tubing. Yep, right down right. tubing. Um, it's on gas lift. So we went right down tubing. Uh, we went down. Set a packer. Um, I think we already had it already hung, right? Wow. We're already there. Um, gas lift valve uh, rated for 5,000. I think most of them are 10,000. Okay. Right? So we maintained our pressure was no more above 5,000 pounds because we didn't want to blow out our gas lift valves. Right. At, at surface, you can't go above 5,000. Yep. Yeah, but just mainly because we didn't want to blow out gas lift. Right. right? We could have went way higher. If the formation's taking it, I you got no problem. But if it's not taking it, you would have to increase pressure yep. to try to get it to take. But you didn't. But, yeah, because you got to remember, these are wells that have already been down on production, right? Yeah. These are five-year-old wells. They've kind of yeah. given out their big – their a lot of energy to, to push against is gone. Now you're just pushing the fluid in between that sand. and So it's not the same pressure you need to induce a fracture because we're not – we're not fracturing. We don't want to refracture. Did you not have to do a clean out? Nothing? Mm -mm. You guys didn't? Oh, man, nope. that's great. Nope. Um, I do think one thing they did just on this one is is uh, this this well in the Eagleford did see quite a bit of wax. So we did just run a cutting tool down the, the tubing just to clear out the, you know, just to make sure that we can inject in smoothly. But that was just breaking What's up wax. What's a cutting tool do? Just, just rings out and gets all the wax oh. and go down there and just, I wouldn't even call it like a cutting tool. That'd be my layman version or definition but just just really a tool to go in there with hot water and hot weather and clean up all the wax nice and get out of the way so that we know that when we start pushing our fluid in there we can go you're yep. not getting um, something right away that's pressure build up yeah. yeah we're not having pressure build up in the tubing okay so and, you run uh, that wire line uh we didn't even run wire line I, oh no i think they did i think they don't run that with wire line i think they just ran a work over rig real quick they okay. just ran a work over in real quick and that tool dropped four thousand foot yep cleans out yep pull it out we're good to go. And then you, you pressure test up. the tubing and go. Pressure test tubing. Mm -hmm. If you want to, like we already knew we had 10k tubing, 
right? So we went ahead and pressured just with a job just because yeah. you always want to know, but you already had a secondary barrier with your casing. Yeah, you never know if there's like that. Yeah, so you also pressure test your casing, right? So you go ahead and pressure test your casing, your backside, nice. and uh, you pressure tubing so you know you're, you're, you're fully self-contained. Nice. You don't have to worry those, about Those reports go to the Railroad Commission for, uh, for integrity tests and all mm-hmm. that stuff, right? Yep, nice. they, they can use all that. And so, yeah, so once you're on location, it's a daylight hours only operation. Um, we really engineer for efficiency. So if like if we would have needed to, we were able to get the rate that we wanted through two and three eighths tubing okay. on this one. But let's say it's a big job where we want to do 10,000 barrel job and we want to get it done in a, uh, pretty quick. We'll just go ahead and pull tubing, pump down five and a half and let it ride as long as the casing holds that's right well we'll do a, we'll, we'll, we'll pressure test the casing we can do all that and set a packer down there and test the surface casing and wow. then and go got it huh steps got all that shit ready to go yep ready to go and fesco comes in with them on the flow back um, uh, like i said they're just a big production uh, they've been around 70 years south texas owned company um they're one of the big uh fesco yeah they're really big in flow back they have one of the best laboratories and labs there are in Texas. So if you want to do miscibility testing, reservoir yeah, stuff, they're the guys. They're well, and you, they're they're field guys too, right? The families have been around forever. They've no debt, right? Wow. I, th- I think I uh, think Steve told me one time it's been sixty years since they've had business debt. Yeah, Damn, yeah, man. to be operating that long, man, and not and be running on your own cash. That's that's a that's Some, a statement. Yeah, dude. And doing um, something right. So. Uh, they catch the flow back, and we have a couple of firefighters out there on location just if anything goes bad, but that's safety and one-day operation. So it's not that's a big awesome. frack. It's not a 10-day no, job. It's a no. come in, rig in, rig out. Or come in, rig in, pump, rig out, and go home. That The well you did this on, what was it? It's like IPs and stuff. I peed, I believe, right at 536. 36 barrels of oil? Yep. And how much gas? Uh, I don't think it was a big gas. Oh, I think okay. the gas cut wasn't. I mean, it was there, but this is oil wells, right? How when much we, water? Um, I think in the first beginning, it was about 50-50, right? Okay. Yep. So it did like 1,000 barrels total fluid. Yep. IV. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after three, after 18 months, it was down to about 40 barrels a day. And uh, last two years, it's been 12 barrels oil. 10 barrels water a day. Wow. And pretty much running 50-50 water, water yep, oil? Yep, almost all the way through. And uh, as of right now, uh, I know yesterday that well flowed above 80 barrels uh, oil, and it's been two and a half weeks since our job. We're still maintaining a big, long chunk over the uh, wow. the, uh, the, the baseline, right? So we're, we're showing a, a dramatic shift in in the way the well board's reacting and producing. Right on. And it makes sense. It makes sense. So you've pumped in how much? uh, Eight tanks is what? 8,000 barrels? 4,000. 4,000 barrels. Mm -hmm. In in a day, boom, you got everything put away. Gone. You you get off location. You put the... Are they running an ESP on that well or is it pumped? Uh, No, this is uh, is gas lift. Oh, it's gas lift. Yeah, you said that. Okay. So So running gas lift, not a big deal, right? You go ahead. The the well flowed for two days on its own after the job. And once uh, because you lighten it all up like mm-hmm. you explained. Yep. And once it started building up fluid, where a gas lift could come on, we kicked on the gas lift and and it's just started lifting fluids like crazy since then. Is that right? And what was it's its I, what was its best IP after the one shot? Uh, I think we came on 270 barrels the first wow. day. Yeah, and wow. we we held pretty good right around that. Of course, with the somewhat decline, right? Sure. And so now it's about 14 days, and we're still at 100 barrels a day. So I mean, it's it's given us what we want. And we're seeing uh, miscibility 
We're showing the oil has been compositionally changed. The butane is moving oil. We're showing the water had uh, the surfactant, the the surface tension of the water has been decreased, right? We've, we've, we've made water flow back and we're actually seeing, like I said, the frac water. And so we're also, the last chemistry we did is we used a wax crystal modifier. So we actually put, we dealt with the wax way back in the perf. So instead of dealing with the wax on surface, we dealt with there and everything's lining up to show we, or we, I, I hate How, saying that we're that good, but, but that's what the data says that we, we fit all of our, our points we want to achieve. Uh, so you obviously model this before you go into the, the Absolutely. Job. Absolutely. So you're like, look, to get 100% ROI, it's going to take this much with this kind of decline mm -hmm. at $80 oil, blah, 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 strip yep, price, right. blah, blah, blah. You run all those numbers. So yep. what, what was the... What was the expectation? How fast should that thing uh, pay off that $400,000 job? The, the pre-job expectation was we'd have our money back in about eight to nine weeks. Wow. And right now we're treading a little better than that. Nice. Yep. And nice. the big thing is, is once you get that ROI, what is that lift? What does that maintain lift right. stay? Right. And we're tr right now we're good. IRT, uh, International Reservoir Technologies, does all of our modeling. They're probably some of the premier guys in the world that really know EOR. They do all the big Alaska miscible gas injections on the big uh, floods and uh, offshore, right? These guys are the, the slope. These guys are good. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're a little bit better. But, of course, conservatism always goes into a, a good model. Um, so, yeah, we're hitting better off than we thought. Wow. What's the longest one shot going on right now? What's the first one? Like, how long since the first shot? February. February since this the, year. Yep, yep, since the first one that really went in. Yep. Okay. And it's still maintaining uh, about cool. 8x on top of its original. Let's go. So it's doing 10 barrels a day when it was originally doing about a barrel. Let's barrel and a half. Go. And, yeah, that's, that's what big. we're achieving. Yeah, what we're achieving is, is to, to, to bring that incremental up. Yeah. So what happens is the water to the damage, is the wax the damage, is there compositional chemistries that form down there by using water in some of these? Do we create a gummy bear effect? Oh, right? gummy bears, man. You've seen those? Have you seen those things? Uh, I've seen them, and I've also been studying how a solvent like propane and butane can break that gummy bear down. Nice. Right? So. I mean, there's there's a lot of benefits to using a solvent as your pumping fluid versus water. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the natural substance is that that looks just like that. I, I looked into it years ago when I first heard that. I'm like, what the hell is these, this gummy bear thing? There's got to be something natural that's out in the world that that makes this. That can't be just man-made. Well, you know, I, I think most of it's man-made, right? Especially yeah, with it, fracking. It, so this is like when when iron comes back, and you'll see iron right in your rock. That gets that let's way. It works with some of the the chemistries that we use. Uh -huh. That's what does it, right? It'll that iron will start gumming up. I, I'll send you a couple of good papers. It'll yeah. 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 So one of the early gas fracks, how I really studied this, some of the early gas fracks that were done in Ohio in the uh -huh. Marcellus, they had over gelled, right? And they created a, a, a. They were able to get some of the gel breakage coming back. And where they saw where it was over gelled was the reaction iron and the formation had with it wow. didn't let the breaker work. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it made it thicker, right? So there's a lot of papers starting about frac chemistries and yeah. polymers wow. uh, in reaction with iron and, and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So if you can break that down, though, right? If you have a gummy and you can produce a fact and even uh, make it 50% smaller. Can you imagine breaking all that down in the reservoir? That's the, right? that's the whole thought process, yeah. So how long did you sit, let the, uh, the one shot sit? You, you pressure 24 it? hours. Is that right? They went to uh, well, well, we opened the, not even that, 20, 12 hours. So we, we opened the wellhead 12 hours after. So we shut in that, that evening what? to rig down. Do you think it would have done better if you let it sit longer? 
Um, you could argue yes, and you can also say maybe you're going to leak off your your energy that you've added to the nearby wellbores. Luckily, this operator owned the offsets, so we did Not see a we, we did Is see right? uh, we did see uptick in production in the offsets. Um, did you put that in your economics? No. Damn it. <laughs> no, that, so that's not like, made of oh, the economics. Nice yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're so, we're, we just like it good enough just to go <laughs> up and down, right? It's easy money to explain. And uh, no, so we saw the uptick in the, uh, the offsets. We also saw um, um, pressure build up, right? So during the job, we saw some communication. But if you leave the fluid down there too long, some of the questions, and this is where the more jobs we do, the more data that's we right. learn. Right. Um, but some of the idea was, hey, we just injected this much pressure and this much energy. Let's go ahead and flip it around. If we knew we were admissible instantaneously with reservoir oil, let's flip this bad boy back on around and roll. Right on. And um, yeah. so, yeah, some of the theory is now the well we did in February, that well was shut in for seven days. Okay. And All offsets. Right. Well, within the first seven days, the well at our, the field, because this was uh, done in uh, the San Miguel formation. So oh, okay. way different permeability than the Eagleford, right? Nano Darcy and the Eagleford, we're talking micro, micro Darcy, yeah. right? You know, San in, Miguel, in San yeah. Miguel. But uh, that magnitude field, different. the magnitude, yeah, absolutely. Um, that field actually started recovering its full volume of propane and butane before we even opened that well up. And then when the well came on, it came on like 35 barrels of oil <laughs> and, and then they'll maintain in between eight and 10. Eight and 10, gosh, mm -hmm. damn. Dude. I mean, it, it just goes to show that there's a lot more resources left out there that we haven't huh. untrapped. As you and I are guys that are now getting in the operator business. I mean, this is where guys like us that don't have to come in with millions of dollars of capital, right, can use smart technologies That's right. and, and gain freedom through exploiting the things that are out there that just need a, right. a different perspective of, of, of a look on them. Yeah. You know, man. And that kind of rolls us into the completion part of the show. I <laughs> mean, you, you kind of drilled down into exactly how this, this, uh, this idea works. And I'm thinking a lot of people that I've talked to that, that know the Eagleford and have wells in the Eagleford. I, I don't see why they wouldn't be very eager to pick up the phone and start figuring out how to get this one shot going. Well, at first, it was money and risk, right? Now, I think now the new data coming out, that's going to open the, 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 yeah. the phone calls. I will tell you, we've there's a, numerous operators that have been watching this. Um, our industry does not like to be the first one in. Um, you'll never get Chevron or Exxon to be try a new technology until it's kind of proven elsewhere. Of course. Um, so it's been good for us is that, you know, Texas and the way Texas operates and the people we've got good relationships for working with the guys that are independents, but are what I would contend are like super independents, right? These are guys, four or five big four or 500 horizontals underneath their belt, yeah. right? They're managing major production, but they're not looking at the world through the risk profile of a Exxon or a, even a marathon, right? Yeah. We've been working with marathon for two years on all this. They love it, but everyone says, show me you can do it safe. Yeah. Right. And the nice thing is the first ones to go do it and prove it safe. I, this operator we've been working with, I mean, of course right. it's now changed how he operates his business. If I can now go buy wells, <coughs> excuse me, uh, for one price and use the technology for this and flip the wells, it, it changes the whole drilling and, and completion business model. Right. Right. And right. so, uh, yeah, I think the, I think over the next two, three years, I think we're really going to see 
the Eagleford and other reservoirs, especially, man, I, I think the Haynesville, them, them dry gas. I think right. the reason why is I think gas is long. I think uh, gas is gas prices are going to stay high for us real, real long. Strong for long, huh? Uh, I, yeah, I think oil could 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 be the the volatile mover and shaker, right? But I think gas is stable long. Interesting. And when you can go into the Haynesville and get these wells that were, or even like uh, down here in the Wilcox. That are gas locked, the condensate locked. They got massive amount. These are these are great wells of gas, but you just got to do something with that that condensate blocking them. Wow. And and I do believe that now UCS and and our partner Steppenloss, we have a, an answer for that that the industry's been waiting on. I think if there's anything we've done big this year, was I think we figured out the the trick to condensate. Wow. And uh, putting a patent behind it and all that other stuff to protect it has been the the, the hardest part of it all. I think we just. We, we stayed focused on what is the big problems that are achieving us. And I think most technology firms are trying to figure out how to do what's, in, what's cool right now. And I think our team kind of looked at, well, we don't want to really be cool. We want to be smart. And what is the biggest win out there for the world? If we could figure out how to, I mean, uh, we've been in talks through an affiliate, you know, with some big players in uh, uh, Oman and Qatar. Nice. And gas condensate lock. These are prolific, huge yes. wells that are locked for wow. No one knows what to do with them. Super, wow. I mean, these are a major operator. And um, their words to us is if you guys are five for five, go six for six, and you're going to you're gonna bend us over your, and break us because we're going to have to do something. And luckily for us, their their partner, independent who they invested in, is also in Eagleford and has some of these wells. And they've oh, now cool. recently said, hey, you're Let's going to try this. Let's give it a try. Because if it works in your little field here, they don't care about their little South Texas field. This is a, a, a international yeah. major, right? Yeah. And an international major don't care about, hey, yeah, the Eagleford's wet gas window's nice. Okay, but we got 4,000 wells in Oman that each make two or three million a day all day Jeez. long that if we can fix those it, it, and it's a game so changer. So talk me about scale up, dude. Like how, how, how are you guys thinking about the next five, 10 years? Like, are you, are you going to be able to keep up with the scale? Uh, I mean, this is what really, when it comes to step, man. Uh, so step has told us that they're up to at least the, the first 10 crews, right? They'd like to scale. And if it turns into something like a fracturing thing, then they'd be really to, uh, you know, work with like the Liberties and the other service companies to give sub license to let them go do it just like fracturing. Um, if the technology is that good, I think step really, um, I mean, everybody wants to see a winning technology come to market that benefits everybody. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I think steps goal, and, and I don't want to speak for step, but I would assume that their goal is to build the tech as strong as they can figure it out themselves, be the leading independent person right. with it. And once the, the demand is more than they can supply, then go to the market and then help the market right. supply the rest of the demand. Sure. Um, they recognize that you can use regular frack pumps. There's very little specialty equipment needed. A little bit of re uh, work on the work on the equipment, right? But nothing crazy. And um, I think they recognize that a little bit of love here or there, this could be a major, major, major business unit. Yeah. And yeah. I, th I think that's their play. Right, that's got to be the only logical play because if you, if you bottleneck it, that's just going to be all negativity. It ain't going to go nowhere. But if, well, then you if, run your own price of your own stuff up so high that it doesn't matter, right? It, it, yeah, you're it's killing. just not. That's not the way to go. But to yeah. build the wave, so they're building the wave. They're understanding what the wave yep. is, how to ride it. And then when they license it out, they'll be able to give people the exact way to all it's going to do is make operate. the wave bigger, and you're on the front yeah. of it. it. Luckily for us, so uh, you know, UCS, we're just the engineering outfit, right? We're the guys that are seeing all the data coming in and building the data. And um, awesome, and man. working with each operator. So UCS comes in, let's say step, somebody wants to do a job like this, you get a hold of step, step 
one of the first things they do is say, hey, Tad, will you and the gang go over and sit down and, 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 and work with a client on uh, well selection? We'll work right. for you on, we'll look at your whole field, we'll see what's going on, and we'll start working with you to, if single shot's not the right way, you know, one of the things we're working with a customer for ours in the Eagleford is this customer produces about 600 barrels a month of condensate. The same customer has 38 degree oil and he's got tons of it and he's making about 800 barrels a, a, a day and, and, wow. and doing pretty good. Yeah. Right. But he wants to increase that. So what we've been recently doing with him uh, through some proprietary things that we've done is how to take his condensate that he can only sell for 15, 20 bucks a barrel to the market. That's, that's all I'll give him for it. We're, we're now going into his water injection wells on his water flood. We're killing the water. We're then injecting the condensate, following it by some chemistry and then following it with butane and then turning the water back on to go push these fluids throughout the field. So now you're turning a $15 barrel oil into a $75 barrel oil on top of the, the oil you're moving through. Nice. So where UCS is, man, we're just a really, uh, I would say we're kind of a tech team, yeah. but really we're evolving right now into uh, a semi-consulting company, sure. semi, because where we, where we know single shot may not work, but we've got over 200 years of experience in some of the biggest EOR programs from Russia to the North Slope to the Gulf of Mexico. My team is, uh, I think I've told you this, I'm the, I've been blessed with all my team is all executive XBP reservoir engineers, guys yeah, that, talked about that, that. that led the, led some big operations. So, um, my team has the ability to come in and support and we don't do water. The one thing we don't like using a lot is water unless it's in like a condensate, um, gas flood, like the old wags and, Except huh. using condensates. Why why sell a fifteen dollar barrel when you can put it in the ground Easy, again yeah. and turn it into a seventy five dollar barrel? Right. Right. So we're working with operators to really just be more efficient with what they make because now condensate's becoming a problem, right? You're getting paid very little for it. Right. How do you maximize the efficiency of a really good solvent? And we're working with a lot of operators to do that. Man. Talk to me about the team, man. Talk to me about how it was putting that team together, UCS. How you pick these guys? Who are these uh, guys? They like, picked me, I think. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, man, it's a crazy story, man. Um, so Mike Murphy, my CFO, best man at his wedding, probably one of my favorite dudes in the world. He probably wants to choke me more than anyone else. <laughs> um, I give him, he, I, I, I gave him headaches every day. Um, him and Kevin Lang been with me since the beginning when I wanted to first start UCS as being a production chemical for, for when I first wanted to roll out in 18. And when I lost that, that deal fell apart the last day going into it, they stayed when everybody else was like, hey, we got to go. They, they, they stuck by my side. They were the, the support. Hey, Tad, keep going. You got this. Figure this thing out. Da, da, da. And uh, so Kevin Lang, ex-Berkeley uh, grad. I think he graduated somewhere in the 70s from Berkeley. Me and him get along great because of that, right? A lot of cool stories, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dave Zabo, Susan Starr, both of them uh, spent plus 40 years as a, a senior executive at British Petroleum. Um, running from the Gulf Coast, Russia, Alaska. Um, Dave Nicholas, my mentor, he's with us now, right? He's oh, been fracking right wells and being around Is the field right? since. Yeah, he's uh, he's a head of all of our operations. He oversees like Damn, whenever a job man. goes down, he's out there making sure that Your step operates right. Back to yeah, my mentor's still mentoring. I just different titles now. <laughs> he's still mentoring for sure. Yeah, he's with me. Uh, I brought everybody with me. So all, all the gang that trusted me uh, through... You know, when you leave a job 
in the oil business and you're making a high six figures, right? Then yeah. you go to making nothing for four years. Yeah. The people that stayed with and rode, right? And now every single one of them are with me on everything from production. If I'm going to go start a production company or serve whatever they yeah. do, they, they ride with me. Um, so we built the team, we built the patent, and then we had to go get money. And um, very blessed uh, uh, to have uh, two amazing uh, I, I call them a money guys. I, I don't know what the rest of the world would call them, but uh, uh, Jeff Avery and Darren Hebden, uh, they've been great to us. And uh, yeah, they financed us. They believed in the idea. And uh, the world really didn't accept our idea. And even our team, they said, we love the team. We love the idea, but prove it. So we wouldn't raise the money with them to put our own money where our mouth is. We paid operators to do our own tech and uh, to this prove that it worked. Fe this is the February shot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. absolutely. And, um, of course, we were paid back in incremental, right? So we made sure. smart deals. And uh, they've been they've been really good on the money side. And so really, man, how it comes to UCS, man, I, I'm going to level. I, I tell people all the time, I think they just voted me. I don't know. Because I was the one without a real job. <laughs> and that's how I ended up as a CEO. I was the only guy without a real job. Like Everybody else had one. I was working at Matches Firm. I was working at – I literally got – you know, here's a funny story for you. Um, so I'm working at a, a pest control company to keep the lights on in my RV. Mind you, not a lot of money. But all my focus is still building the company. And so uh, I, I remember the pest control guy right during COVID called me in his office and goes, Tad, uh, we really don't think you're good at sales. And we really don't think that – and, and mind you, I was the shittiest guy. It's fucking pest control. I had no care about it. I just showed up every day, got the check. Yeah. Hey, I was good at talking if you wanted me to do, right? Yeah. So I, I did what I could, but it's COVID. Couldn't sell shit. Yeah. Right. And so he told me, he goes, Tad, with this attitude and this lack of working ability, you'll never figure out how to get anything done. And I laughed and I said, and at the time I was already negotiating with Step. Yeah. So here I am <laughs> we're negotiating with Step on my patent and how me and my team are going to yeah. execute. I got this killer good team behind me yeah. and I'm having this conversation, dude, about how I can't fix somebody's roach problem. And I was like, man, okay, I understand. And I remember him specifically. It wasn't long ago. He was, you'll never turn out to do anything if you don't get motivated. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh, dude, if you had your shit together right now, you had no clue what we're doing. And uh, it's funny. He just reached out the other day, man. Um, he proved me wrong. That's all he wrote me on LinkedIn. Is that yeah, right? And I left it alone. <laughs> he said, you proved me wrong. Yeah, I guess I didn't mean to, but uh, <laughs> uh, that was nothing about you, bud. Um, so, yeah, that's really how it all came about. The team um, and just I once again, I, I think I opened up and said, no, just don't be a dick. Right. Slide the sign. And by not being a dick, I think uh, probably some people don't like that personality type. Right. But I think a lot of people that are past the point of caring about all the things one one would care dress attitude perspective how they talk i think my team gathered around the idea like hey man it's a good idea and everybody on our team gets to be themselves and that i think is probably half of why we're super successful wow. you know when you're fucking with my team that you're going to get real true honest people that they're not going to lie to you if our stuff won't work well we've turned more customers down than is we've said right? yeah oh absolutely i mean everybody wants a miracle solution on the well right yeah yeah. And and we think we can provide good solutions, but there's sometimes we just say, hey, the wells, there's just nothing left, left to go get. We will. I'd rather tell people, don't spend your money. Yeah. What does it get you to to get somebody's money and to get a bomb well? No. I I'd rather want really good data. And yeah. Now some people would say, oh, well, that's why he's five for five. Well, yeah, it's we do our homework to make sure that's we're right. not using our, our tech on places yeah. that shouldn't be used. Yeah. And I think that's half of really understanding technology, how to apply it. Yep. And that's where gas frack messed up so early is they were just too far ahead of their time. Yeah. 
you know? Wow. Interesting, man. What an interesting <laughs> experience you got, man. You got it all tied together. Oh no, man. We're just trying to get, trying to make it through the day, man. <laughs> uh, well, it's good, dude. Five for five, man. Five yeah. for five. Let's talk again when you're 50 for 50. Well, I don't know, man. If we are, we have to go do some of your wells, man. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Uh, but no, that's that's really how it all came about. And, you know, me and you kind of followed you guys. And we kind of stumbled onto each other and yeah. hanging out. And you've kind of seen around some of my gang and seeing how yeah. some of us operate. We're quiet. We, uh, we don't like doing the big fancy show and tell situation. But yeah. I do think that uniquely we're doing some things that most people wish they were a part of. We're, yeah. we're, we're doing first time things. Yeah, man. Uh, I, this year, I, I left location five times saying I'd never done that before. <laughs> you know, like uh, we're going down wells. We're dropping acid and following them with propane, oh, right? Wow. Break Using acid to break the scale up, and we're sending propane right behind it. Yeah. And we're, we're doing all kinds of different things that so many people have been so timid to, to scare, but the things that the physics tell us are, we should be doing. Yeah. Right. The yeah. physics tells us we yeah. don't need to be using heavy. Why would we use a heavy fluid to, to lift it again? Use our lightest fluid. Propane. It's fucking light. And it turns to a gas and it comes right back at you. Yeah. You know, so it's just, just little things I think that makes UCS. Uh, I think what makes us different, man, is the is the way that we actually would rather go do. And nobody on my team cares about talking. I think you know me. This is about how I show up to most you know, this is if you want to have a meeting with me, it's very seldom. It's a button shirt. <laughs> but uh, with that, I think we spend more time focused on the, the, the customer and the wells and the science than we do on all the things that a lot of people, I think, in our industry. I think the, the big bust of 18 and 16 broke everybody from always wanting to have the biggest party and who could spend the most money at dinner and, and who mm-hmm. could take the client to the biggest fishing trip, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's gone, and I think our focus – for me, especially coming out of it, you know, I came out of that scene like, hey, these guys blew a lot of money. Now we're all jobless. If we would have saved half this money, half of us would steal jobs. And it was yeah. just, we spent it at the bar. Yeah. We made hotels rich while we choked our own selves out. And so my learning from all that is at UCS, we don't own shiny shit. We, uh, we, we, we like high, high revenue, but we like higher margins. And um, I'm not saying we get big margins, but... Why, from our perspective, why do we need big fancy buildings when we can all just, right. hey, figure out? Sometimes I work from a office in Austin. Other days I work from the tr- honestly the cab of my truck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, hot spot. Yeah. So I think we've really when you ask UCS about us and and every single person on our team, I think is really more we value honestly, uh, like honest results. Yeah. Like uh, I have a team that won't let us. None of, none of the team in, in, inflates. None of us likes to blow up. We all like to look at things good, right? Like, it's my job to kind of tell people out it. But when I lay my data out it, I never have that thing where I walked in the room and like, oh, well, we thought it did this, and it only did that. No, we we do a good job of focusing right. on like, hey, this is the truth. Here's what yeah. it is. Live and if it doesn't out. match, then it's okay. Let's, let's right. remain friends instead of enemies. You're doing business in, business within reality. I think we all have to, you know. Yeah, we have to. We definitely have to. Some, some, some folks. 
uh, you know, the reality is is crazy out there in some <laughs> in some ways and in, in different ways. Oh, Bitcoin. look at FTX, <laughs> right? You could be Sam Brigman for what her name Brigman Freud right now. Oh my God! Yeah, living in living in a sex mansion with nine people with everyone else's money. I mean, in the Bahamas. Yeah, go oh. figure, right? It just keeps. Ha- it seems like it just keeps happening, right? It keeps swirling around these you know, these businesses that don't live within a reality. But that's I'm, it. I'm glad to hear that uh, and believe that UCS is doing that you're living in reality i'm super excited about the science of it and the development of the the physics and the chemistry that you guys are doing are you thinking about writing papers are you thinking about contributing to yes. spe and yes okay. we're uh, we're working papers with some of the operators that we've done business with right, right? of course that's all can we be the uh, exclusive? Like, let's. You've heard it here first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? absolutely. Troy, y'all can hang out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I think today, I think you're the first person that's really heard. Uh, tonight, I'm meeting with uh, the the higher up guys at Step, and we're going to be kind of like celebrating some good results and whatnot. But also, even say, hey, we figured out some new science this year, and we're going to be able to bring that to the market in the beginning of the year. Um, we'll have a, another small service company that Step will be able to uh, help guide us and, and go do all the low hanging fruit then. Yep. The, the the little things and this service company and well not yeah no one else knows about it but now <laughs> so right shit sorry partners <laughs> <laughs> see you tonight yeah sorry oh, keep writing checks <laughs> so you do that we're okay oh um, man so yeah for sure I mean we're gonna do white papers uh right but on. a lot of our thing like I said is uh you know UCS our, our our whole goal is man is just to really know what the fuck we're doing. Um, it's a big deal. Yeah, I, I, you know, I see a lot of these guys go out here and say they do this and they can do that, and I we don't have a marketing budget. Our marketing budget is, hey, man, I'll buy your next next bottle, right? Like yeah. that's we don't we don't have that ability, and uh, maybe we have the ability, but we don't really have the want. You know, yeah. our thing is we want to tell people about a good technology, and we want to help them out, but at the same time, we just want to help cultivate, honestly, like a good. I, a good relationship because I, I I'm gonna be in this business a long time. You're you're about my age, right? We got a long way to go. Yeah. And so instead of looking at the model where we all got to be competitive, what I've in, intended to do and decided to do is I feel like I'm just meeting a whole bunch of like partners along the way. Yeah. I can help this guy. He can help me. And it's yep. and sometimes it's it's nothing more than hey dude keep going. Otherwise it's hey man get your head out your ass. Other times it's hey yeah. I get you a I got a money guy. I, I know somebody that can help yeah. that, that can fund that idea. Yep. And um, by doing that, I feel like I've been able to make a war chest full of, of killers right and just they're all really really great people nobody wants to be famous but we all want to pursue the same thing how do we make move this industry to the forefront but be a part of of taking some for ourselves too to be honest yeah no i feel that man i feel that i definitely feel that with you it's a it's a really cool relationship super unique uh how transparent you are and and just yeah (laughs) how awesome that you know your feedback and uh, and I get the I get the vibe that it's like, are we rebuilding the industry? Are we sustaining the industry? Are we building something new? You know what I mean? I, I think uh, you know I, I've you ever watch that show Ancient Aliens on History Channel? I, and, <laughs> Never. And, and, well, well, you you Never. find that through time we keep building on top of things, right? And I think that the oil and gas industry is going through like to be ourselves again. We got to rebuild on what we've already done, right? So we've already got a really good platform. Right, we've had all these good mentors. Right, we've had the Hunt families. We've had all these amazing oil and gas inventors. You know what happened to the Barnett, the guy from Chesapeake. Yeah. Right, Revolut, the yeah. frack revolution, everything. Right. right. I think right now we're coming to a resetting where we we 
we have to understand what the the rest of the world's saying. We need the energy, but we got to do it the best way possible. But we've also drilled out our tier one, right? We're now killing tier two land, tier one. Uh, geologists, I know you're a geologist. You may agree with that or not, but everywhere I look at a map, tier one's dried up, and now we're calling tier two, tier one. Mm-hmm. Why is tier one gone? I think tier one wells are still tier one wells. They just need love again. We know the reserves are there. Yeah. Let's just rebuild on what we already know, but rebuild it different into the standards and we do it like our, like our generation would do. I mean, we use tech for everything. I mean, how is it tech is like the last thing to come to the oil and gas? I know, right? It yeah. makes no sense to me. Yeah. Well, so, drilling drilling has always been there and now it's kind of not drilling. It's new not wells. as safe as it used to be. Yeah. It's a really, really interesting dynamic to change. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what? What are you going to do? How are you going to take advantage of the prices now without drilling new wells? And it's this kind of technology. It's definitely UCS. Hoping so. <laughs> well, five for five. Five for five showing that it's definitely something to pay attention to. I, I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the for us, is, you know, so cool story about UCS is, you know, we were really came on strong during COVID. So we've had a lot of huge wins inside the UCS team. And we've only had one time that we've all been together in the same room. Wow. Over five years. Man, it's time to have a big... Oh, uh, yeah, it's but we time. keep working, man. Yeah. <laughs> we got work here, work yeah. here. It's we got holidays, people going different directions. Let let's do a New Year's celebration, New Year's UCS celebration. So that, we, we want to, but... So Dave Nicholas is in Montana. Dave and Susan Damn are in Colorado. <laughs> They're in there. I'm in Houston. Guy's in San Antonio. Right, My, my team's everywhere. Damn but it, it's, I say that to say it's been this... You know, I think our biggest win at UCS is, man, we were able to keep everybody together. Like, no one quit. Like, no one has got rich from us, right? No one's getting big paychecks at UCS. Like, I could be the first one to say, like, I mean, no one's getting big paychecks. But we kept a team together based on the idea. And how strong of an idea is it to take people of these caliber, people that literally, I mean, these are retired. Like, they don't have to do anything, right? They can go hit the ski yeah. slopes every day. Yeah. Why would they put their time in? Because they, they once they saw the idea, like, holy shit, there's... This could be fun, and it's turned into so much fun. Right. I mean, even when you, my best thing I get to hear from some of my team is, is hey, we're having fun. Can't beat that. There's no other reason for them to be hanging out with me. Yeah, They're capitalized. They're in retirement. Hang out with the grandkids and go enjoy life. Shit, I, that's my goal. That's why we're doing this now, yeah. right? But the idea was so strong that they were able to say, hey, let's have fun. And yeah. I think the reason why they're still around is... is Part of UCS, I think uh, I'm learning about. Um, I am the founder, I guess you could. I mean, I am still weird to kind of say, but like the team learns from each other, right? There's no one person. I, th- right. I think I do lead the team. I think that's a fair statement, but I think the the environment that we've created over here, and especially it came from I never wanted to work for no one again. I didn't want to be told yeah. I had to wear a polo shirt when I was like, this guy, like, he doesn't care about my polo shirt, he yeah. cares about this. And so, be being able to create a culture where hey, you can be you. Yeah. Talk to us, be yourself, and lay it on the line. And, you know, in our team, we don't have a problem going throat to throat through ideas. Mm-hmm. If it's about ideas, we will get into the into the dogfight. But when the, the the fight about the idea is over, it's a loving. Yeah. So, so it's, just, it's unique where we all appreciate and respect each other. But, yeah. hey, I think you're wrong. And, yeah. and we have that ability to, to speak. And I think a lot of That's companies huge. don't have that ability to truly right. be honest with each other. That's um, huge. If you can't be honest with your team, why are you, why are you working together? Man. So. 
Well, dude, thank you so much for doing this podcast. <laughs> no, thank you, dude. Thank this you is cool this. shit, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you got stay out past dark when the ghosts come. <laughs> they do. But, uh, they show up. This is a killer, killer cool place you got, though, man. And, and congrats for you, dude. You're making it to San Antonio. Yeah. You're now stood up here. You're in the dog fight, right? Yeah, man. You're oil, a Texas oilman now. <laughs> Let's do operating it. in South Texas, Let's right? You're it, like, hey, man. welcome to the gang now. <laughs> you, you, came in, you came in a long way away from now. Now you're in with us. I'm not a West Texas guy, so I don't know the, the Permian basin very much but i can tell you south texas so welcome you're a part one of us now you're an operator too yeah so hey man congrats for you thank you man thank (laughs) you let's uh many more to come man let's do some more follow-up podcasts and get more people on your team more of those operators like let's i I really want to track down this story man and and keep up with it sure sure man well thank you so much